You hear me, Richard? Can you hear me? What's up, man? How you doing, bro? Doing all right. <laughs> Good seeing you. Can you see? Can, can, is, I can see me fine. Okay. You're all right. Hey, thanks for taking the time to do this. I know. I know you had a, a busy schedule. You're. Hey, your, your, your boy, Mike, man, he's on top of everything, man. That's a good guy, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's doing a great job. He's a good, a good man. He believes in what we're doing. Yeah. He, um, he's smart. He loves to help people, so it just matches. He does good. So how are you, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm down here in, uh, in Texas. And uh, supposedly we're we're the the COVID capital right now, Corpus Christi. So I don't know what that means, but anyway. <laughs> wow. Hey. Uh, so hey. Uh, first of all, man, I, I want to thank you again for taking the time to do this. Uh, I want to I want to start off by saying this. Um, that when I met you in LA, uh, what what I what I noticed about you was like you just had like this really really uh, strong uh, confidence about yourself. And, uh, and, and it, it was just almost like you were so confident that he created, uh, like, like almost like an authority kind of presence, you know, uh, how, how did you, how did you go? How did you develop that? Like that actual presentation about yourself? Um, well, as far as the, the presentation, you know, this is, it's my story. So that's why yeah. I can, I can speak with a lot of confidence because I, I was there. So, you, you, you know, it's something that I experienced that I know that I know that I know, you know, so yeah, it, yeah. It, creates, it creates a certain authority. Like I always tell people, like when, when we are learning something, you know, we, we can learn, learn it in our head, right? Like mentally, we can actually yeah. memorize it. We can repeat it. We can parrot it. Um, but there's going to be more power on your words when, when there's more belief on it. Like if you really believe what you're saying. And if you've experienced it, if you've gone through it, if you've researched it, if you've heard from other people, it's going to create more of a, a belief in what you're saying. So when you say it, there's going to be a lot more authority attached to it and it impacts the people's lives more. That, that makes a lot of sense because I, I know like it, it kind of like sells, right? I'm not saying that you're trying to sell yourself, but I'm saying like if you want to sell a product. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're always trying to sell each other, you know, sell ourselves, <laughs> if we're honest about it, you know, if we're honest. But, the, but that kind of goes back to like sales, right? Because most people think that sales is, is about manipulation. But if you really understand and believe in what you're selling, you really don't even have to sell because you, you're you just comfortable talking about it. So the, the confidence and everything, everything comes from that, I guess, right? Yeah, well, when you think about it, like for me, uh, when it comes to sales, like yeah. it's, it's transfer an emotion. You want to persuade somebody. You're going to influence them. So, you know, when when do we call it manipulation? Like, when can we really call it that? Like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. So for me, it's really about your intention. It's really about you know what what is your intention? Are you trying to you know sell this at their cost? Are you trying to give them something they don't really need? Are you doing it from a wrong place? And from there, I would say that's manipulation. Because like for an example. Um, I, I teach classes for salespeople. Like I do, you know, call center training. I do training for um, sales teams, right? Mm -hmm. So I teach them how to identify somebody's personality within the first, you know, five, 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And what happens is now you know, like what they value, you know, what they fear, you know, what they like, what they don't like, what their goals are, you know, what kind of words to use when you're talking to them, what kind of tone, what kind of energy, all from 
recognizing what kind of personality they are. So now when, when I teach people this, like I had this one guy, for an example, it was funny, this, a young kid, right? I, I taught this personalities and how to read people. And he was like, he was blown away because he's like, dude, I can use this for all kinds of things. Like I can identify, I can influence people. He's like, I can get all kinds of girls with this. Yeah. He's like, right, right. I'm like, well, you can because this will help you to be very confident when you talk to anybody and you can close anything. But I go, just let me tell you this. If you do it with the wrong intention, yeah. it's going to bring a chaos back into your life because it's, yeah. it's coming from a wrong place. So it becomes manipulation and it's not going to last long. Yeah, because you're like, you're kind of just using like, you're more like using tricks to, to trick the person. You're not really, yeah. So let me ask you this. So like, I know like personality is, is like something you studied for and you're, you're like an expert in that area. What, at what area, at what time in your life did you discover, hey, you know what, pers like understanding personalities is a pretty big thing. Like not only in, in relationships, but in business because it, it kind of, I mean, I think it, it applies in everything in life. Like it's life. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, um, you know, all the most important areas of your life, when you think about it, it's all based around people, you know, around the, the connection that you have, the relationships that you have, whether it's your family, whether it's your career, the marketplace, your team, your your kids, your spouse, like all the most important areas in your life revolve around people. So like what you're saying, 100 percent, because the better connection, the better relationships that we have with those people, the better our life is going to be. So I think it's uh, essential to the success of our life, to our life, to the quality of it. But like for me, wh where I learned it, I would say that it actually starts uh, for me like in the streets because I grew up in the streets. Um, so I don't know about you, like if you grow up in the streets and you're around a lot of people who are up to no good and you kind of have to learn how to size people up, right? You kind of have to read them kind of have to like, is this, do a, is this trouble? Is this up to no good? Is this guy gonna burn me? Like, is this, like you kind of learn real quick out of a, a necessity to, to survive in the streets. You gotta learn how to read people real quick, right? So I guess like for me, that's where it started. Oh, um, I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I wonder like, you know how people say like, oh, that guy has street smarts. But uh -huh. I wonder if street smarts is really like, that guy understands personality. I wonder if that's what, <laughs> am I, am I, <laughs> Cause you're, you're street smart. You're saying like you're, you, you grew up in the streets. So like you, you have those street smarts. So yeah. yeah, um, finish, yeah. So definitely, I, I definitely learned there, you know, cause without even knowing, it's not that I knew this. It's not that I was thinking about, okay, what yeah. personality is this person? You know, it was more like, you know, watching my back. It was more out of, out of a necessity. So um, when I started to do that, I, I did develop it though. You know, I was able to connect with people, all different types of people get along with people. I started, in, I was just around in the streets, you know, just kind of, you know, just building communication. Like, um, you know, I was just learning out in the streets, but then it wasn't until probably when I was like 22, 23, when I started to kind of take like full responsibility for myself and like, really like, what the heck am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? You know, what's my freaking purpose? Like, how am I gonna, what am I gonna do with the rest of my life? I don't want to just mess around. You know, I was enjoying my life, but I was, I didn't have any direction. Yeah. I wasn't impacting people, you know, and I knew I was, I wanted to do something greater. So, uh, and then I started to be, become very um, aware, self-aware, very conscious, very present of like, okay, I'm going to develop myself. And, you know, I actually started to do a lot of research um, to, to help people. That was my intention. 
you know, to help people. So for me, that's when I started to pay attention. So the more that I knew, the more that I had, the more I can give to people. And this was through like 17 years ago when I actually started to do this on purpose and actually learn personalities, learn like, people. Do, uh, do you think that like, like in order to really define your purpose, it takes self-discovery first? For, well, yeah, of course, because uh, for me, purpose is like pure position. When you look at that word, Tell me when you look that. at that word, purpose, purpose, yeah. pure position. Mm -hmm. It's like it's, it's a position in life where you feel most satisfied and oh, most fulfilled. So for me, because uh, a lot of times I hear people like, I don't know what my purpose is. And people can, can be very successful, but they don't feel all the way fulfilled. Like I've dealt with a lot of millionaires where they've built empires. They're doing really well, you know, when it comes to, to money. But when we talk real and they open up to me, they, they say that they don't feel fulfilled, like something's missing. They have everything, but yet something's missing. Yeah. And it always comes back to this place of them not knowing what their purpose is. So mm -hmm. they're, they're successful, but there's still something missing. So purpose, I think, is really important, but we need to make it very simple because people have this, like, it's like a mystery. Like, how do you find your purpose? Oh, yeah. So for me, the way I explain it, uh, a very simple way, is when you can use your passions, the things that, you know, your passion is something that makes you come alive. Like you love to do it. So things when you're doing it, like the time, it freaking goes by fast. You're like, damn, we're three hours, what the heck? <laughs> like where'd the time go? And then people say, you're having fun, right? Like time flies when you're having fun. So those things that when you're doing it, you come alive, you have, it just gives you a good energy. Those are like those hobbies, right? Those passions those things that you really enjoy. Now, when you use those passions to help other people, to add value to other people on a consistent basis, that becomes purpose. Yeah. See, now you're using something that you love to do and you're adding value to people, but not just when you can, not just when it's convenient, not just you know, you know, once a year, but I'm talking about on a consistent basis where it's a part of your lifestyle now. And that becomes purpose. So it's passion, P-A-S-S, -S, pass, I, on, passion. When you pass who you are on to other people, oh, okay. you know, yeah. intentionally impacting them, using what you have, the things that you love to do, using it on purpose, for a purpose now, on a consistent basis. So I think that's what, you know, that pure position, when you feel freaking most fulfilled, most satisfied, you know, that's where, that's where the most fulfillment is when you're in your purpose, that pure position. Like, like those, those billionaires that you work with, uh, what, what, what process do you like give them to, because they're, they're already in a, in a position where they have money, you know, they have, you know, options. What, 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 what kind of exercise do you give them to define their, their, their passion or their purpose? Like, what do you, what do you tell them to start with? Cause, uh, I can see how that, that can be very possible because they might just be, just working so much and they build a business, but it, then when they get older, they stop to start to reflect and like, man, you know, like I, I want to kind of change it up. some. What, what, yeah. what, what advice do you give them? Well, this is the thing. Um, I, I, what I've noticed with a lot of high achievers, high performers, they are very goal oriented, right? They're very driven. Like they're not, they're, they're, nothing's going to stop them from achieving that goal. Yeah. So that's, that's really important to them. So a lot of times they, become so goal oriented a lot of times in their in their mindset and what their beliefs a lot of these things that 
they're passionate about, that they have fun doing. goal-oriented they're like you know my time my energy has to go here mm -hmm. so doing these things that are fun you know I don't have time for that you know I have some more serious things I should be doing so a lot of times they draw a line there now this is bad or this is you know only on for vacation time or when I earn the time otherwise when they're doing it they feel guilty about it because they can't really enjoy just rest or enjoy doing something that they like to do whether it's you know, go play golf or uh, go garden or go read, whatever it is that, that they enjoy to do. A lot of times they feel guilty about doing those things because they have these goals in mind. They feel like this is taken away from their goals. But a lot of times that energy that you get from doing those things that you're passionate about, like it brings a good energy to you and it helps you to be more productive. I'm not saying do it like so much where you're neglecting other things, but when you do those passions, it brings an energy. So now you're more productive right so but a lot of times high achievers they get so focused on those goals on their results they forget of how they can use these passions and help other people like they they don't connect it like so so because of that belief they don't do it so what i do is i tell i help people to change their perspective about it their belief mm -hmm. you either have to change your value or your belief yeah so usually they really value being a hard worker they value having integrity. Mm -hmm. They value being, you know, a, a successful business owner. They value that and they don't want to change that. So you have to help them to change their belief about what that's supposed to look like. Yeah. So they believe, they believe I have to do all these things to be successful, but I'm, I have to show them another way. Like, is that really true? Yeah. Can you get all that stuff done and do these hobbies and do and contribute to other people and just to give back? you know, cause it makes you feel good just because can you do that and still be successful? And, and then you start getting them to think like, that's true. I can. Yeah. So then they're okay with it. Yeah. That, 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 you know what? Like you just brought up like something that no, I don't think anybody's ever like explained it like that, but I think that's like the true definition of, of balance because everybody says, how do you find balance? And, and the way that you described it and the way that you explained it, I don't think I've ever heard anybody explain like that because the way I, the, what I got from that is like, in order to have a balanced life, you have to have the goals, yes, but if you're not doing something that you like, that, that you're passionate about, you're not gonna be able to, to get that, that feeling, you're not gonna be able to create the, that, that chemical that, that you need mentally to keep moving forward and that, that and that's something that only someone like yourself can create yeah it's in a in a more simple way it's achievement and alignment mm. you have to have both yeah. a lot of high achievers high performers they have achievement but they're not in alignment like their values or where they want to spend their time is not in alignment with where they're spending it like they're they're at work, they believe that they have to work a certain amount of hours and do a certain amount of things a day to, to, to be successful and they're doing it for their family. They burn themselves out, their energy is out because they're so focused there. They're not, the first thing they let go is their self-care because they're so focused on the goal. And then they go home and give their family their leftover energy, like they're, they're the leftovers, you know? And then because they value their family, they feel guilty about that. And when they're with their family, they're thinking about work, but when they're at work, they're thinking about their family because there's not an alignment. They're, they're achieving, they want to do good with their families, 
because they have a good heart. They love their families. They value them. And over here at work, they're freaking achieving. They're getting things done, but there's no alignment. Yeah. So this is what people, I deal with a lot of high achievers and they, they burn out, man. Yeah. They get overwhelmed for a while and they start um, losing connection with those people that they love the most, you know, that they were doing it to begin with for, like they're doing it for those people yeah. and then all of a sudden they're losing it. Like I deal with this a lot. I coach a lot of people like this. Do, do, do you think like a lot of high achievers are people that, that, that are entrepreneurs? They set the goals and they set the vision for the business, but they fail to do that for the family. And that's why it kind of, the alignment's not there. Yeah. Um, they, they're not clear. A lot of times people, because without a target, you'll never hit it. So you have to have a clear target on what you want when it comes to your home, your relationship, your spirituality, your health, you know, your learning and development to develop. Like there's a lot of, like I do this with my clients. I have um, like this chart of 10 different areas of your life that are really important. And then I have you measure yourself on a scale of one to 10 in each one. And And you connect the dots and you can see where you're out of balance, what needs to give more attention because, you know, like it's really good to understand like okay where do i need to focus right now because we go through different seasons in life yeah you know where something is more important in this season and it changes so it's good to have these type of tools so you can see like where do i need to start giving my attention and my energy right now where do i need to where do i need to plan and focus on because a lot of times we we think because we've been doing this so long you focus here focus here but maybe something else needs to be focused on yeah. So people have goals, but do they have the right goals? You know, are they focusing on the right thing in this season? So mm-hmm. I like always, I like to measure. So I believe that if whatever you don't measure, you can't manage. If you can't manage it, you can't grow it. And if it's not growing, it's either dead or it's dying. So we have to measure the different areas that we want to grow and develop if we want it to grow. So, you know, when it comes to um, when I'm dealing with my clients and like, okay, you're, you're asking about, do you think maybe they're not creating the right goals? Like that's why they're getting out of balance. And a lot of times it's because like you're saying, they're not clear on what they want. So they just, they just know that they want a success in their family and they want success in their business. That's, they just know that, yeah. but they don't under, they're not clear on what that means. How do you define that? This is different for everybody. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I, I can have, um, cause you can't base, you know, what's going to make you feel good on what I'm doing. Cause then yeah. that's, that's going to suck. But for let, you. Let's, let's, let's just say like a, like a couple, right? Like, so the couple would have to like define each, 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 their goal come to, to meet together and then come on like another goal. So it's like a, like a triangle. A common goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like for an example, I have this um, relationship program that I'm, I'm taking a group through yeah. right now. And we're talking about exactly this. So there's two types of people. There's powerful person, powerless person. Powerful person is the one who takes responsibility for self, manages their, their own emotions, their own words, their own actions. They don't try to control you either. Powerful person. Powerless person blames, complains, make excuses, expect others to make them feel happy. Right? So you have, from those two types of people, you can have three types of relationships. Two powerless people together, that's going to be freaking nightmare and very toxic. Uh, you can have one powerful person with a powerless person put together and that's going to be a dependent or codependent relationship and that's kind of gets frustrating and not the best either it's not the ideal or you can have two powerful people together where you're they're both managing themselves you know they're not half and half they're they're whole bringing their their all they're adding value they know how to meet the need 
So there's, there's that part to it, but then you have to understand like, okay, what are the needs of each other? A lot of times we try to, in, when we're talking about relationships, we try yeah. to love others how we want to be loved. Uh, it's that golden rule, others how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's selfish. So because what if, what if you don't want to be treated how I want to be treated? Yeah. What if you don't want to be talked to that way? What if you don't want to be treated that way? Like it, you grew up different, right? So that's the whole thing when it comes to goals in relationships. You have two people coming from two different backgrounds, two different beliefs yeah. of what love is, what a healthy relationship is, what conflict is supposed to look like, what communication is, what it's not. You know, we, two people coming from two different places yeah. trying to become one. So you're going to get some, some, you know, things that are not in agreement there. So what do you do with that? So this is where two powerful people, how do you become part? Like, you know who you are, you know what you believe and why you believe it. So like if you and I, are gonna you know, develop a relationship and be friends. And we wanna create a strong bond together, right? Yeah. So if me and you are gonna do that, like we have, if we can communicate what is most important to us in our beliefs and values and see where we can line up and, and just feed those things that we can agree on to strengthen our bond, now our bond's gonna be strengthened very fast because we can both agree on something. Doesn't mean we agree on everything. Yeah. So we're not seeking who is right, we're seeking what is right. What is right to create strong relationship here, and we talk about it. That's the communication yeah. part. Yeah, that that that's pretty interesting too. Because I mean, I didn't I didn't really look at it to where you can actually do it with, like you can do that with anybody in your life. Like, hey, what what are your beliefs? What do you what do you value? And and you can kind of, you know, instead of assuming, you you kind of get it out straightforward, and everything everything is kind of transparent. I agree. Yeah. So, so what, what what are the ten areas? You, like you mentioned that the ten areas, the the the, the circle. Like can you give, can you give us those real quick? Yeah. Um, well, there's there's a couple different ones that I'm doing. So if you want to okay. talk about like um, like your overall life, or you want to talk about relationships, or you want to talk about your health, you know, like which okay. which area? Because there's different ones. The whole the whole point of it is to to measure, like to to know what you're gonna focus on for this week or for this month. So let, let's just say health. How, how would you measure health? Like, how would you go about doing that? Okay. So for health, for me, let me just tell you how important health is. Like, health is, is key. It's foundational to you reaching all of your goals. Like, all of your goals will be dependent on, on your health. Your health is foundational. So I tell people, like, don't, don't make, you know, health your goal. Make it, you know, your lifestyle that's going to help yeah. you to achieve all of your goals. Because your health equals your energy. And then your, your energy equals what you're going to produce in your life. You know, So health is key. Now, when I teach health, I teach seven principles. And these are simple principles that are life-changing. Like, instead of focusing on like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be sick or focusing on trying to you know, heal sickness, I teach to rather establish health and that will automatically take care of sickness. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we're worried about the symptoms rather than just establishing health in that area and it'll take care of those symptoms and those, those, those problems, you know? So, you know, I've had a lot of clients who came to me, diabetes, overweight, a lot of different issues, you know, um, depression, lack of energy, um, all because they're lacking in two or three of these principles and they're so simple, but people don't think how important they are because they're, they're so simple because they're even free. 
So there's a lot of mark people rather pay a lot of money for these magical pills and you know important you know expensive water and all these things for their health but it's just marketing we need to get very simple back to how our ancestors used to do it so what are the seven principles there's sunshine very simple right sunshine you know most people are vitamin d deficient you know there and and when you're vitamin d deficient your your energy is low you can be depressed you can you know be fatigued mentally just you know, bogged down and foggy, you know, you can have all just, just from not having enough vitamin D, that's just that. So how, how, much, get, sun? how much sun should you get? 20, 30, 30 20, 30 minutes of sunshine day? on yeah. as much skin as possible. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, uh, 20, 30, like if you're always wearing glasses, you're blocking it. So don't always wear shun, you know, the, the shades, Yeah. sunglasses, like let some light coming in, you know, so that's sunshine. That's the one simple thing, right? Yeah. Two fresh air. Fresh air is another very simple thing, but, but look at how people live. They go in from their house, into their car, into their office, back into their car, back into their house, and it's all dead recycled air. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's so true. You know, and-, and We need uh, air that's circulating, move. Yeah. So the, the, the air needs to be circulating. It cleanses itself. Yeah. You know? So we need to roll down the window when we're driving. We need to- you know, open the, the house up, the, the windows to get some new fresh air, you know, every other day. Like that, that's super important. So that's, that's the sunshine. I mean, that's the fresh air. Now there's uh, water. Water is very important too when it comes to your health. And we're made up mostly of water, your brain, your muscles, your, your blood, you know, your, your body is made up mostly of water. So most people are dehydrated. Yeah. You know, so that's another thing that creates a lot of energy, a lot of health, but people don't do it. Why? Uh, because they don't carry water with them. That's one easy tip that you can do. If you carry water with you, you'll drink more. And how much should you drink? You know, men should be drinking at least three liters a day. At least if it's, if it's hot or if you're active, you should be drinking more. If you're a woman, you should be drinking at least two liters a day. You know, so th this, most people don't drink enough water. So that's important for your health too, right? So that's, what do we have right there? Sunshine, fresh air, water. That's three out of the seven so far. So yeah. what do you think about those so far? Those are those are those are pretty uh, interesting. I know I know uh, I read up on, on like the the, the I, I think the last time I heard you talk about like the breathing in the air, and uh, uh, I started to like read more about the the breathing and stuff. And and most people don't take deep breaths. Like yeah. I started I started doing this before I go to sleep, like real deep breath, and like it puts you like in this relaxed state, like. And I, I do it like almost every night where I just like take these deep breaths out and out and like it just makes, I don't know, it's just kind of crazy, but I, that's so true that everything is, is so, is so true. See with the fresh air, with the breathing, it makes you present. It takes care of a lot of noise and stress that can be blocking you from getting better ideas and solutions, yeah. even from patients, like, like fresh air, deep breathing is big. And, and sometimes like during my conferences, I'll do this. I'll, I'll bring people up on, on stage. Yeah. I know right now we're not having big events right now, but like it's just to, to show people, like most people don't breathe right, like what you're saying. So I'll get people up on stage and I'll say, and I'll usually get the guys because the guys get real competitive with this, right? And I'll be like, all right, so let's see who takes the deepest breath up here. Like who could take the deepest breath, right? So I'll say, all right, on the count, two, on the count of three, I'm gonna have everybody take three deep breaths, the biggest yeah. ones you can take. And they're like, all right, all right. 
They're like looking at each other. They get all competitive. Like one, two, three, and they go. And they're what are they doing? They're going. Oh, look at those big deep breaths, right? They could do it again. And they're like, and and that's actually not the way to take a deep breath. Yeah. And we think it is. We're putting our chest out, thinking that's what we're gonna breathe. But no, our our lungs are lower than that. And we actually need to breathe and fill up the stomach. Yeah. You know, you're filling up the big belly and expanding the belly and it's not in the chest, you know? So actually when you're breathing in the chest, under your stomach goes in and it actually begins to compress the lungs. So you're actually getting a, a more shallow breath. Oh, man. So, so breathe in the stomach and you're actually, you know, re-energizing your brain. You're creating energy for yourself. You're creating clarity. You're de-stressing just by taking freaking breaths, man. Yeah. So it's good that you brought that up. What, uh, what, uh, like whenever you st like stress, I know like whenever you stress or you worry about sickness, what, what is it like, what kind of chemical does that release? Like it releases like a chemical, right? What, what well, is that? The, the thing is when it comes to stress, like not all stress is bad for one, like some stress is good. Like there is a, a pressure that, that we need. And, and the part of the stress comes from the fight or flight mechanism that we have in our brain. Yeah. So our, our brain is, it's a powerful tool. Um, and we have to really understand. how it works otherwise it'll cause us from things that we should be doing it can cause us to quit it can cause us to not make take the action that we need to achieve the results that we want all because the brain is thinking those things are going to create pain for yourself mm. so it has it has a defense mechanism it's there to protect you it has the fight or flight so it's taking you know all the this it's using all your senses and, and taking in all that you're experiencing and beginning to make a decision through your conscious and subconscious mind of like, okay, is this going to create pain or pleasure, right? And your brain wants you to move away from things that might create pain. Ooh. And it wants you to move towards things that create pleasure. So when we understand that, we need to understand how to program our, our brain that we can, you know, kind of get it into the right, you kind of prime it, you get it in the right direction. You kind of program your brain to be like, look, look brain, this is what we're going to do. Because a lot of times people quit because, you know, they're, they want to achieve a goal, but then it gets hard. Or they want to build a business and, you know, they get problems, which is normal. But because it doesn't feel good and it's inconvenient, their brain starts to look for reasons, excuses to not do it because again, it's trying to protect you. So if you don't understand that, you're going to allow those excuses to get stronger. Now you begin to feel that way. And then this is why a lot of times people quit. But if you know how, to, how your brain works, you can program yourself and your subconscious mind, your conscious mind, and, and begin to, you know, because it's, it's, it's more, rather than focusing on the stress and the chemical, it's more about focusing on, let me put, remember I told you like establishing health, let me yeah. establish the right mindset, the right belief system. So that I'm not even worrying about the negative stress or the issues with that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm creating what I want, period. I'm not, I'm not even worried about is this good stress or bad stress. I'm, I'm programming my brain. This is what you're going to freaking do. Yeah. Whether you feel like it or not, this is what we're doing and why. And, and making that decision, that's a part of, you know, how we need to learn how to deal with our brain, be more aggressive. Uh, so there was uh, sun, water, air. Uh... Uh, movement, movement is another one. 
movement like exercise or like just but, but i changed the word because people oh. <laughs> this weird this weird reaction when i say exercise they're like oh ah. it's, like a, it's like a bad word so i'm yeah. like movement the whole point yeah. is the whole point is to be active to move man active, like yeah. and this is how important it is like just as important your heart is to your circulatory system mm. it's pretty important right like it's pumping your blood yeah. to your circulatory system so your your heart is key when it comes to your circulatory system, just as important as your heart is to your circulatory system, that's how important your, your movement is to your lymphatic system. And your lymphatic system is, has to do with your glands. This strengthens or weakens your immune system, right? So movement strengthens your immune system. It strengthens the fabric of your being. It strengthens your emotional stability. Like it does so much when you have movements. So whether it's, you know, weight training, boxing, you can have brisk walk, a 20, 30 minute brisk walk in the sunshine, fresh air, drinking some water. Boom, there's four of the freaking principles right there, right? So, you know, that, that movement, it can be bike riding, a sport, something that you, you like, that you enjoy, that you, you can keep doing consistently because that's when you're going to get the benefits. What are, what are the other ones? That's it? No, that's, so that's four. Okay. Wait, so we have fresh air, sunshine, water, movement, movement. right? So then now we have um, Whole Foods. Mm. Whole Foods, it's not the store. I mean, it is the store, but uh, it's, it's a type of category of food. Whole Foods is real foods. So Whole Foods is not the type that has a bunch of ingredients on the back that you can't even pronounce or read. Yeah. Um, you don't even know what it says like that. If you can't pronounce or read the ingredients, you probably shouldn't put it into your body. Like this is a holy temple that you have. It's a vehicle that you're using to accomplish things. So we got to take care of this vehicle and the food is our fuel. And actually food is also connected to our mood, our, our actual emotional state, yeah. what we eat. So if we eat a bunch of crap, you're going to start to feel like crap. And if you keep eating a bunch of crap and you feel like crap, you're going to start to look like crap, right. right? And then you're going to start to treat other people around you like crap. And then your life becomes crap. crap. Like food is very, very important. So I tell people eat whole foods. So what is whole foods? It's very simple. It's very simple. It's nuts, legumes, beans, seeds, vegetables, and fruits. Pretty simple. That's real food. Does that mean you can't eat other stuff? No, but, but understand where the, the real energy comes from, where the real health is established. And if you eat those other stuff, eat a lot of dark leafy greens because that helps you to get rid of those toxins because mm. your body will build up toxins and that's where sickness comes from. Yeah. Is that, is that like the, is that the whole thing? Like with the, the, um, the alkaline, like the alkaline diet, I mean like not alkaline, but like uh, acidic and then alkaline, uh, kind of foods. Yeah, um, the whole thing, the whole thing with that, like yeah. all sickness and disease are, is born and, and strengthened and maintained in acidic environments. Okay, okay. So and to have a lot of water and to eat a lot of because it's alkalining your body, which is, you know, prevents all sickness and disease. Like it's very, very important. So the opposite of acidic is alkaline. alkaline yeah. so that's a big plus. Yeah, it's you hydrate your body, you know. Yeah, so that's, well, uh, I'd be curious to like not to get up too much off subject, but what are your thoughts on the uh, the Himalayan salt? Oh, that's awesome. For me, um, your body, your bones are made up of twenty three percent of sodium. Yeah. 
um, your body uses sodium, sunshine, and water to create certain minerals that you don't get anywhere else, right? So sodium um, is good for us. Salt, like the one, the, the salt with the, the chick with the umbrella, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that salt is not good, but we need to know why. Why? Because I think that's it's just for dancing, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for cleaning stuff. So it's that salts, it has aluminum in it. Uh, so they oh, really? bleach it, has chemical, and they put little pieces of aluminum so that it doesn't get stuck together like the real salt. Oh, shit, I know that. So those things are actually making little lesions on the inside of your arteries, and then you eat animal fat or any other things, and it gets stuck on there, and it starts to clog the arteries. Oh, shit, yeah. So how do you, how do, you do that? Because I, I started doing the, the Himalayan salt. I would put it in my water. Do, do you like what? What is the proper or what is the proper amount? Because I was reading that to leave it in the fridge like overnight, let it kind of dissolve and let it get kind of mixed with the water. What? What do you do? You do any? Do you have a formula for that? As far as, as far as the salt goes, I mean, some people have the the salt rocks that they leave by their the, the lamp rocks yeah. that they have on by their. Um, you can breathe it in. Some people go to Himalayan caves. Like I have a friend, an owner, um, who has um, he, he has caves that are all with the rock inside and you go in there and you have therapy sessions, you go breathing, it's really good for your respiratory, your asthma, your, your energy, your skin, does a lot of different things, right? So there, there's, you can do stuff like that. You can actually, um, the little pink ones that just actually just suck on them, just eat them. Oh. And, and that, when you have a lot of water and sunshine, again, you're, you're creating minerals in your body. You can put it onto your foods, you can put it into your, in your water or your drinks. You know, there's a lot of different ways to use it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot, of course, I would stay away from all the other salts, but, yeah. you know, Himalayan salt, pink salt, you know, raw salt. You can do salt baths. That's really mm -hmm. good, too, because your body is absorbing it. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, movement and what else? That's it? So, there's two more. Uh -huh. So, we have fresh air, water, sunshine, movement, whole foods, that's five. And then now the last two are passion and relationships. Okay. So you see, our health is not, when I teach health, I don't teach, uh, like, it's just your food and, and your, your exercise. Yeah. I teach integrative health. Like, it, your primary nutrition is, doesn't come on your plate. There's primary and secondary nutrition. Mm -hmm. Your primary nutrition doesn't come on your plate. It's like your relationships, your career, your mm -hmm. spirituality. Yeah. Like, these are all things that bring a lot of health to your life, right? And then you have your secondary, which is the foods you eat and the nutrition, the nutrients that you're getting. So I think it's health is a very huge thing. So two of the things that don't come on our plates is like our relationships and our passion. You know, I was talking about passion earlier. It's really healthy for you. Yeah. So even if we need to freaking put it in our calendar to do those things, I would say do them. Like for me, I love to dance. I love to draw, yeah. produce music. So I make sure I do those things because it brings me, it makes me come alive. Yeah. Right. And so the last thing uh, is the re loving relationships. So I can have clients come to me and I can give them all the freaking broccoli that I want, all the greens and all the whole foods that I want. Okay. But they're, if they have broken relationships, they're going to still be sad and discouraged and depressed. So, you know, healthy relationships are really important. A lot of times people are sick and ill because of the stress of toxic relationships. Yeah. So, you know, that's key to when it comes to health, too healthy, loving, functional relationships yeah. with people around us. That's super healthy. So that's another principle what, what of health. Is, what, like, what, what is the, what is that? Give me more information on that. Like the loving relationship. How does that, uh, I mean, I know that, I know that, that 
that can really have a big effect on your health if you're constantly worrying about like that especially like i know um i know one thing that 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 me and my wife have is like we have like this like awesome trust thing where like we don't have to, like it and what we establish that and like we it isn't like because we establish that like everything else is so easy because yeah. it, it, you don't have to worry about and i think that uh, a lot of relationships they they're they're lacking the trust so by them not having that trust it creates this like almost like this always like a worry like this weight on your shoulder yeah. how do how do people deal with that so first i would you know even ask you like that's you know trust that's key right that that's definitely foundational and that's the, that's a big deal but how do we create and maintain that trust mm. you know like we again you have two people that you can come from broken relationships and you're bringing that in so you're projecting on one another and like you know because your last one did this now you see something that kind of looks similar so it brings up those memories and your defense mechanism you're like wait what are you doing over there and like what do you what what the heck what happened because they pushed a button they triggered something right you know you have two people come into a relationship like that so created in an in intimacy so Same what it trust is developed and maintained in intimacy mm. now what is intimacy i'm not talking about just sex i'm talking about you know intimacy is into me you see so when i let you see into me and then you let me see into you we get vulnerable right like we're this is who i am and now at that point we're becoming vulnerable and you can either reject me suspect me or accept me and if you choose to accept me i just became vulnerable intimacy and that acceptance creates a, a, a love it creates a very strong bond and acceptance it's a very powerful thing so that's where trust is created when you feel understood on one another you both feel understood you're going to have trust yeah. and if you have that trust that's super healthy so how do you how do you develop it you have to create connection and communication so people both sides feel understood in in different areas of your relationship like for me i teach seven different areas and and if we maintain connection and understanding in these seven areas you will prevent any kind of cheating any kind of affairs any kind of lying betrayals you know you'll you'll stupid arguments that come from nowhere explode like i'm not saying it's going to be perfect because relationship is always growing there's resistance and there's butting of heads because that's that's just normal but it, it doesn't turn into something reactive because you created connection in these areas so there's seven different areas there's and i and i even like kind of put it in a way for you can remember it so above the head is like the heavens okay this is connecting spiritually you know this is so for like you and your wife, you know, th there's seven different areas. So it's about you guys, you on your end, because you're a powerful person and you know what you believe in why. Mm -hmm. You're able to come to your wife like, hey, when it comes to spirituality, this is what I believe in why. And you're not trying to convince or, or persuade, you're just sharing where you stand. And then you have an intention to learn where she stands, where she comes from, what she thinks, you know, religion is or what faith is or is there even such thing or what God is or what it looks like? What are relationships supposed to look like? Are you supposed to go to a church or a building or is it this kind of denomination or is there none of that? Like it's both people being able to know what they believe and why communicate about that and then find where they can have agreements, find where 
what they can do that they both agree on to create connection and, and health in that in the, their part of the relationship in that area. So then you come up with your plan and you freaking do it, right? And that's just one area. That's the spiritual above yeah. everything, above the the head, right? So then you move down, and this is your mind, like the intellect, the intellectual part of your relationship. This is can and you know being you know having some kind of intellect, being able to carry a conversation. That's sexy too, right? To yeah. to be able to talk communicates like women want to be able to communicate with you about anything even things that we don't care about as men like i don't really want to talk about a freaking purse or shoes you know but if we're intelligent and we're smart lovers we're smart communicators we're going to be able to communicate about those things with them because that's important to them that's in their world that's a priority to them so it's not about, oh, I don't like it. I don't know anything about that. It's us being able to communicate about it anyways so they feel connected and understood in that area. Yeah. You know, so this is more superficial, but it's connecting thoughts, facts, ideas, experiences that you're doing, connecting there on purpose, right, consistently. So that's spiritual, intellectual. You move lower to, like, your heart area. This is emotional. Mm -hmm. So now this is where a lot of times us guys, we can suck at. Yeah. You know, women are emotionally rich. And I think that's a good thing because they bear children and they're more nurturing and that's, that's a blessing, right? But uh, they're, they're emotionally rich. So us men, a lot of times, not everyone, but I know I was, I was, you know, grew up in a way that's like, you know, boys don't cry. Um, you know, are you bleeding? Is it broken? No, then freaking suck it up and go walk it off. Let's go. You know, like, don't even rub it. Like, you freaking play it off. And there's no crying, right? Like, like, I grew up with that. So, you know, and then in the streets, like, you know, showing emotion, that's weakness. You get beat up for that stuff. So you kind of create no emotion. Guys have that. And then now we come in to create a relationship and supposed to connect emotionally. We're, we're ill-equipped. Yeah. You know, so we have to learn how to connect emotionally about our fears, talk about them. Our fears, our dreams, our desires, our passions, our, the things that, that, you know, give us hope, the things that give us anxiety, like just to be able to connect emotionally, to express, to, to make them feel understood, not try to fix them, you know, in a relationship. Not, they're not a project, but making them feel understood, listening, supporting. You know, that's, that's, that's the, uh, does, the emotional that, connection. How does that, how did that conversation start? Cause you know what, like, I, like I have to admit, like whenever we were first married, like I was always trying to, I was always like wanting to be the fixer. Like I was like, like, yeah, that's this guy's, you know what I mean? And then after time I was like, 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 nah, it's not even like that. Like we just gotta like learn together and, and I gotta listen. Yeah. I learned to listen. Really, I learned to listen because I was really, you know, stubborn, hard-headed. I'm pretty sure, like, growing up in the streets, like you said, like, you were very, like, hard-headed. People told you, you know? And so, how, how, did, how does that conversation even, how do you develop those conversations? Because th those are pretty cool conversations where you can just talk about, like, your dreams, your passions, like, your, your, your vulnerabilities, like, what, you know, how, how, do you, how do you go, how do you develop those conversations? um like in for any of those areas or yeah like just i mean would uh would you have to like like how, how would you start to develop those on a consistent basis with your partner 
Oh, okay. Well, like for an example, what I do is I just ask her straight out. Like, because I've had these conversations with her, I'm like, I'll have the seven and I'll have them on my phone and I'll be okay. Adriana, um, you know, spiritually, give me a number on a scale of one to 10. So because, because she already knows what I teach and, and what I do here, I don't need to explain it all. So I don't need to have like a conversation and kind of slowly bring it up. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, Hey, I want, or you can just approach it this way and just very straight and direct. Hey, 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 babe, hey, honey, whatever you want to, whatever you call your girl. Um, can I, let me talk to you real quick. Um, you know, for me, I've been thinking about a relationship. I freaking love you. I value us. I, I, I really respect you. I want to, I want, I want a relationship to be even stronger. Um, so for me, I want to take responsibility for my parts and, and I want to give more. I want to, I want to love you, you know, better. So what I want to ask you to do is to, to rate myself, um, to rate me on how well I'm doing in these seven areas. Okay. So I just want you to scale me on one to 10. I'm not going to question you. I'm not going to hold it against you. I just want to rate myself. This is just for me. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, spiritually, how, how fulfilled, how connected do you feel good in, a, in our relationship when it comes to the spiritual dimension of our relationship? Scale one to 10. 10 being, man, we're both in agreement. Yeah. We both believe the same. We're both practicing. One being, I don't know what the heck we're freaking doing <laughs> and what we believe. Or we're opposite. You know, I don't, I don't know about you. You need, you need Jesus, but you know. Um, so, you know, but, 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 but asking, you yeah. know, this is, you know, how fulfilled do you feel in this area? Give me a scale of one to 10 and let her give you a number and then ask, you know, um, you know what, what are two things that I can do to get those numbers up? Like what would make you feel connected and loved in that area? Yeah. And just, and don't debate, don't say, Oh, I do that. Or I did that last time. And this don't yeah. bring yeah, that up just freaking take notes and just shut up and listen and you do that for each one yeah. you know what about intellectual what about emotional what about physical what about sexual yeah what about social what about financial how well do you feel connected to me in each of these areas on a scale of one to ten and you just let her share let her be honest boom and then you get to work yeah. you get to work on your part you do your part you take responsibility for your side Ooh, that makes sense yeah because because yeah, the only way uh, to, to really develop a strong relationship is to develop yourself. You can't, you, you, you know, and that's something that I've learned like a couple years back, you know, that, that everything is, is an effect of your action. And so once I, once I mentally discovered that, I started like, really looking at my environment and started just molding everything around me as much as I could. Hey, there's someone, uh, Fabi, is, 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 wants to come in? You want to let her in? Oh, I, I don't. Oh, there's no sure. way. Uh, Go for it. Okay. See if that, I don't know who that is. That'll make it interesting. Hello? Fabi. Her, she's connecting to the audio. So maybe she has a question or is this? Yeah. This one of your followers? No, it's uh, I, that's some, someone from y'all's link. Okay. Fabio, can you hear us? She's still trying to connect. So yeah, so as far as, um, you know, having that talk, I mean, I, I do this with Adriana. I'll just go through each one of them, rate me on these things, tell me a couple of things that I can do to better. And I, I just leave it at that. And I, I start to do my work. Yeah. How, how does that like, uh, not to get too much off subject, but how, how, 
How does that, because I have a friend too, like he, he does a lot of, uh, he reads a lot of information, like, like he's very educated like you. And I'm pretty sure like Adriana's like, don't try to coach me right now. Like, <laughs> has she ever like, don't try to, don't, I'm not one of your clients, right? <laughs> uh, actually, um, we do pretty good in that area because we're, we're kind of nerds. Yeah. Uh, we are always coaching each other. We're actually, we look forward to it. Like that's, that's our time. Like yeah. in the night, we're actually like teaching what we learned. Yeah. She'll be taking a course. I'm taking a course. I'm reading a book and she's reading. Then we bring in, we like, we coach each other. We'll use the tools on each other. That's very you know? popular. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, actually we don't, I don't hear, ever hear her saying that or me saying that to her. Like, Oh, don't, I know what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, because we, it's so integrated into our lifestyle. Yeah. You know, we're constantly learning. So it's just normal. It's normal conversation that we have. Like, hey, you know, I see that you were doing this. And, you know, remember that thing that, that we learned? Or you were actually teaching this? This is where you need to apply it. Well, we'll kind of yeah. we'll keep each other accountable, too. I think, I think once you kind of get that, like, it, get that kind of out of the way, like, the, the growth for the relationship is so much faster. The growth for the business is so much faster because it, now it's like okay, like let let's let let's work because it's it's like practice. Like okay, you know what? Today we had a rough day. What did we do wrong? What what, what did I do wrong? What did what did you see that I did? What could I have done better? And like you're just constantly improving. And I think once you develop that kind of uh, relationship, like y'all got, like man, you're gonna be on you're unstoppable, man. You're unstoppable. You're gonna you're gonna you know help a lot of people. So let me uh, like yep. to get off. Like I think that was it for the 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 right we did. Uh, spiritual, the spiritual, intellectual, emotional, physical—that's physical. physical attraction, physical touch, and physical activities together. Okay. So how, well, how well are you doing that consistently? That's good because you're going to have one person that's going to have a higher want or higher need in each area. For an example, the sexual part—you'll have one partner that says, you know, uh, once once a week, it's a ten for me. Like I'm fulfilled. But the other one could be like once a week. I need like once a day at least. Like yeah. that'll be a ten for me. So it's it's about communicating and figuring out what you can do to compromise and meet each other. You know, meet each other's uh, needs. Let, let me let me ask you this. Like I, I was reading about like um like about te testosterone, right? Like guys that have like they control that can that can control their testosterone. Is it like th their thinking ability gets a lot sharper? Is that is that accurate? Do you know about that? Well, what, what, what that's releasing, it's like, it's kind of like a type of, even like an, an adrenaline when you think about it, like it, it's, an, it's an energy that brings your state up, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime that you bring your state up with that energy, you're, you're going to have different types of ideas. You're like, it does change everything. When you change your state, it's going to change it. So whether it's adrenaline or you, like for me, I teach how to create your own. So you don't need to go and do like supplements to try to create it. You can create an energy by yourself, by your movement and how you move. You can kind of like, um, you kind of like pace around and like, oh, you got this. And then like, or you can do some, some shadow boxing or something. And all of a sudden you're creating a whole different energy that's running through your body. You know, so like, you don't have to do like external things going in. You can actually create internal so that you can use that. You know testosterone that adrenaline that high energy for whatever yeah yeah uh i i i want to i want to kind of go into the subject of uh salsa dancing you still do salsa dancing i, I know you, right you did that yeah i used to uh, i used to compete in it i i did a lot of um dancing for like ballroom which is salsa cha-cha rumba tango 
you know, waltz. It's like a combination of, of all those dances. Um, but yeah, I used to I used to compete. Really? In salsa, yeah. About about a quick story. About ten years ago, one of my friends uh, he invited me. He goes, "Hey, uh, you want to go out with me? Uh, I'm gonna go dancing." And I was like, "What do you mean?" Uh, like he he's like, "Hey, I don't want to go by myself." And I was like, "What? I don't understand what you want me to do." He's like, "Just just go with me over there, right?" And we went to this this place, and it, it like it's a it's actually a community. Uh -huh. It's actually a community of salsa dancers. And man, like uh, like. That 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 to be able to do a salsa like I, I know that kind of built up your your confidence and it kind of like gets your like your your vibe going when you're probably younger. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. That's that's um. You can shine. You can kind of communicate out there on the dance floor. A lot of yeah. confidence and yeah. people are definitely attracted to confident people. Nice that's man. So hey, uh, let everybody know where they can find you at it and about your your your, your program. It's rice. If I'm correct, right, rice. Yep. Um, so you know, all my handles uh, for social media, it's at it's it's Richard Martinez. Okay. It Richard Martinez. Uh, even my my website. From there, you can see everything that I'm doing. Basically, you know, I have the Rise Academy. We have an online academy where we have courses, um, programs on there. You know, I have uh, my own. I have some books coming out. Um, I have a Life Mastery Planner. That's a powerful agenda calendar tool book um, that's good for leaders. You know, salespeople. Um, just people who want to grow, yeah. but you know, I have a lot of a lot of different projects going on, man. But you can show, me, show me that show me that planner real quick. Yeah, so uh, that 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 that's a powerful tool right there. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely put that for everybody who can try to purchase those because that that's that's a very powerful tool. You know why? Look, so remember I told you the ten areas. Yeah, the ten areas, and that's how it looks like when you measure. So now I see like, oh, this is low, this is low. I need to oh, focus. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So then you, it's real systematic. So now I get, I pick the three areas, and then I write why I'm going to focus on those three areas. So I'm starting to program my brain, and then I have a goal tool, where okay, the main thing I'm gonna do is here. Now, what are the four things I need to do to accomplish this one main thing? Right. Mm -hmm. nice. So let's say if I'm gonna um, be healthier, that's my focus. Okay, one thing I need to drink more water. So now I'm going to work my way down. Okay, what's my system to drink water in my house, step by step? When am I going to do it? How, you know, how am I going to measure how much I drink? So, and then anybody that's going to keep me accountable. So it makes you get very clear on what you want to accomplish. And then you start to plug that into your daily stuff. Like you got your, this is one, one day. This, Man, is, your, oh, this yeah. is your evening. But this is the most powerful part, dude. Like, Seriously, I show this to a lot of professionals, like um, psychologists, therapists, you know, people who deal with um, mental stuff. Um, I've dealt with high achievers, you know, people who have big, big businesses that are, have a lot of people that they're running. I share this with them and they, it blows them away. And the therapists, the counselors, they tell me like, it's amazing how you basically took everything that we've learned in all these years and put it into a very systematic, you know, book to where like they're using it for their clients now, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. So look, this is the powerful part. Like at the end of the day, cause I believe in measuring, you have to measure if you want to yeah. grow, something, you want to develop it. So you measure on a scale of one to five in these 10 different areas. Now, if today, if I go and rate myself tonight and like, let's say I have mood, energy, clarity, courage, productivity, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say some of those are low and they're like twos and, and like one. So I'm like, what the heck? Why is my energy low today? 
Why is my clarity low? Why is my productivity low? So I get to catch it and adjust very fast. So how do I know what it is? I look under here and this is like my water movement, health, passion, you know, different things that actually create these things above me, ab above that I'm measuring. Yeah. So I'll see a couple days before my numbers will be low here and that's why I'm getting low here. So now I know where to make my change. I know where to make my adjustment. So it's really good to measure. And so there's, if you deal with procrastination, this, this, this will freaking destroy it. Uh, for one, it's 24 or you can buy packs where it gets cheaper. Okay. So, so, tell Mike to send me a leak. I'll, I'll get 10 of them. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll get 10 of them. That way I can give out to some of our, 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 our listeners and viewers. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I'll, I'll keep some here at the office too, give them to, to clients and stuff. Help yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll give you the link. Um, I, I do a whole teaching through the whole thing. Okay. How to use it. There's different tools in the back. Yeah. That, um, like for an example, there's a tool for, for sales, how to communicate and sell to anyone. And there's, Ooh, nice. there's a tool of how to do that. Effective confrontation. Yeah. You know, um, relationship thing. There's uh, leadership. How to how to lead your team more effectively. So there's tools in the back too. You know, you know what what I like to do is like because I'm pretty sure like I'm gonna get some messages like people that that want to learn more. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll send them that book. That way they can reach out to you. That way they have a tangible item and they they already they already want they already invested. They want they want to move forward because like man, you have so much knowledge like in so much areas that that. It, it's 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 amazing like just as far as like you know the, the the body the health you know the personality that i know i know we're running over time but like how you define how everybody's like a kind of like a character and and, and just the whole perspective of that is is is, is life-changing to anybody that's the, the first teaching that you heard me teach huh yeah that's the first one yeah where, where you define uh the words of the lion uh, you want to you want to go into that you can go into that if you want to give us real quick so, so I'll, I'll give it to you real quick and we can, we can uh, close it with this. Okay. It's a very powerful thing. I'm, I'll simplify it. So yeah. two types of people, introverted, extroverted, right? So as soon as you can identify that part, that's already a lot of leverage and a lot of power that you have. All you need to do is mirror and match. So if they're introverted, extroverted, mirror and match means mirror is like you're physically mm -hmm. reflecting them. And then matching is you're, you're reflecting their energy, their attitude, their, their level of energy that they have. Yeah. So you're you're making them feel like themselves because people trust themselves the most. They feel safest around themselves. So what you're doing is making yourself feel familiar to them because you're matching their body language, not exactly, but you're matching it and the level of energy that they have, you're matching it too so it feels safer to them so they trust you faster. So that's just step 1, right? Introvert, extrovert, mirror and match. Now, under the introverted, there's two types of personalities, and under the extroverted, there's two types of personalities. Under the introverted, there is a goal-oriented person, and there is a people-oriented person. Or in the extroverted, there is the same. There is a goal-oriented and people-oriented, mm -hmm. under both, right? So let's look at the introverted. Introverted, this is the owl and the sheep. Mm -hmm. The owl personality says, whew, they say, who, what, when, where, why, how, what time, who's going to be there, what do I need to wear, you know, do I need to eat before, who else is going to be there, do I need to bring anything, you know, like they, they want to know all the information, the details, they like order, they're perfectionists, they don't, they love accuracy, they're goal-oriented, but they want everything in structure, step-by-step, -step, right? Yeah. 
because of that, they can procrastinate, they can be indecisive because they don't want to make mistakes. They want to make sure they get that thing done right. Yeah. That's the owl, right? So they're all about details, information, accuracy. Mm. That's the owl. They're diplomatic, respectful, you know, um, genius prone. So that's the owl. The other introverted is the sheep. The sheep, when you think of a sheep, they're more herd. Herd mentality, group mentality. They're easily influenced by other people. They're more calm, cool, and collected. They're not very expressive. They're more conservative. They're, gonna, they're, they're, they're not going to share a lot of, they have the poker face. Yeah. So they're mad. They're sad. They're happy. <laughs> they're, they're freaking out right now. Like, like it's the same, right? They're not very, so they can be considered like boring or they can look at like, like they're just scared, but they're just very calm, cool, collected. They're very loyal. They love to serve people. They, they are very patient. They make good parents because they're very patient. Yeah. It's really hard to get them mad. Like you have to be a freaking jerk to get them mad, right? <laughs> so that's, that's the sheep. They're very loyal though. They're very good people. So you have the owl and the sheep, those are the introverted. Mm-hmm. There's the extroverted, the rhino and the lovebird. The rhino, if you think about a rhino, they have that, that horn in the yeah. front, that's to charge. And they don't like, they don't go backwards. The personality is the same way. They like to charge forward and be in charge. So these are the leaders. These are the born, you know, ones that are more competitive. They want to win. There's no trying. It's like, I'm going to do this. And they're more goal oriented. They don't focus on people about how people, what they feel like, how they feel. They don't care about that. They care about results. It doesn't make them evil. Like they don't care about people. They're just more focused on results. Um, They're very direct. They are confident. They know what they want very fast and they can come off as very arrogant. They can come off as prideful and know-it-alls. Um, and, and just like they, they're mean because they don't think about feelings, right? Yeah. So that's the, that's the rhino. And then you have the lovebird. The lovebird is the cheerleader, the center of attention, the give me the microphone. Yeah. Um, the lovebird is the very social. They, are, they, they value fun, friends, and freedom. Like that's what's important to them. So. They love to enjoy. They're very charming. They have a very confident personality. Everybody is their friend, um, but they lack in follow through and they lack in order because they get bored and they get distracted because they just want to have fun. And it's hard for them to keep doing the same thing over and over and over because it's no longer fun. So that's the lovebird. So the thing is, when it comes to personalities, you'll have a mixture. You'll have a main one, a primary one, and you'll have another. And it's not about putting ourselves or anybody else in a, in a, in a box but it's more about how to understand how to communicate with people Yeah, Ooh. that we can better build trust, influence, tell, lead, whatever. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this uh, uh, real quick. Like, let's just say a lovebird, can a lovebird, if a lovebird understands that they're a lovebird and that, that they have that personality, can they develop to be a rhino if they, if they associate with rhinos? You, you will um, catch characteristics, you'll, you'll get like impartation, you'll learn certain habits, but you'll never change the essence of who you are. Mm. But the whole thing is like, we want to, we, we don't want to say like, oh, um, you know, I'm not outward, I'm not extroverted, so I can't do that function or do that job or, you know, do that task because yeah. that's not me. We want to be able to be all of them. We need to be whatever the situation calls for. You know, if, if, I, if I'm not a rhino, but I need to get, you know, shit done right now and lead and like make some decisions and freaking go for it, then I need to be able to become that rhino to accomplish that task and not say, oh, I'm not really that way or I can't, like that's excuses, you know? Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm going to remain that way because that's not who I am. But in order to get this done right now, I am going to, and then I can come back and default to who I am. If I need to be more lovebird, 
for me, I'm not a lovebird. I'm, I'm very introverted. I don't go and be social for me personally. But if I'm networking, I can become a lovebird and I can engage. Everybody's my friend. I'm talking, telling jokes, making laugh, center of attention. You would never know yeah. that, that I don't like that. But because the situation calls for it, yeah. I know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I can I can be the life of the party, but like, but I I rather like kind of seclude myself and like read or something. Like I, that's how I energize. I discovered that like, like I, I had to I had to like be be by myself and like just quiet and read. And like I just get I just energize and I think and I get excited and you know, people don't understand it, but <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm the same way. I'm I'm more reserved by myself. I like my own time. I like space. But I love people. Yeah. You know, I, I'm all about people, but I love my space and I don't want to be around people all the time. <laughs> hey Rich, I I appreciate you you taking the time. Tell Mike I said oh, tell tell Mike I said thank you for, for the communication. Uh send me the link for, for the for the books. I'll get those I'll get those books. I'll go ahead and purchase those. And, and uh man, if you ever wanna uh do something else, let me know. We can definitely, I know you have a lot of uh, information. We can, we can definitely go into another subject. Uh, I'm, I'm open for whatever. So, so just let me know. All right, Richard? Cool. All right, man. Thank I really you. Appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Bless you, man. All right.